You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour in this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. For the time being, the four Danettes, McLovin, one foot out the door. Any buyer remorse here? Any second guessing? Any second thoughts here? Well, I tell you, the uh, the outpouring of love for how many people watch the Dan Patrick Show? Because people didn't find it on Twitter. Everyone was watching. Yeah. You know, you forget because we're here. There's a pretty big audience. Not yeah. that you forget, but yeah. there's a pretty big audience. Yeah. That was notable to me on uh, Friday. Okay. You and just realized that we had a really big audience. There was definitely some confusion about who McLovin was. They, the old Christopher Mintz Plots thing came up again. Mm. There were a few people who saw McLovin trending and thought it was super bad McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm positive because I read some of the reactions like, oh, that guy is in sports talk radio. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Kenny Smith from TNT come on and then he's like, McLovin! And yeah, it was great to see you at the party the other night. Yeah, and you didn't see him at the... He was thinking of the actor that he actually saw in Superbad, McLovin. All right, final hour, best and worst of the weekend. What uh, we saw that we liked and we didn't like. We say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner, our radio affiliates. We'll uh, settle on a poll question for the final hour. The U is looking for a new head coach, maybe not looking that far, but Manny Diaz has been fired. Oregon's head coach Mario Cristobal is uh, rumored to be in the on-deck circle. Oklahoma got their guy, and now the question is, is Oregon going to be in the market for a head coach? And could that new head coach be an old head coach in Chip Kelly? I don't know anything. I'm just putting it out there that it seems like that would be somebody that I, well, I don't know what the relationship is like, but Chip Kelly with what he did at Oregon, would they be in the market if uh, Mario Cristobal went to uh, Miami? Every NFL coach remembers his first win. And Dan Campbell of the Lions is not going to forget this one. And, you know, probably would have been a little bit better if it wasn't in December for his first win. But Jared Goff, last second touchdown against the Vikings, gave Detroit the win. They're now 110 and 1. They're in danger now of losing the number one overall pick to the Texans and the Jags. They're both at 2 and 10. First win should have come earlier because they lost to Baltimore in that 66 yard field goal in week three. They've lost three other games by three points or less. I don't think anybody thought they were going to the playoffs this year, but I think that they thought Detroit was going to be competitive this year. You always think back to Jimmy Johnson, 1-15 with his first year at the Cowboys. He went on to win two Super Bowls. Nobody's expecting that of Dan Campbell, but a couple more wins like this can change this franchise a little bit, maybe turn things around. I love Dan Campbell's spirit. It never wavers there. But I wonder if they're in the market for a quarterback next year. It just feels like Detroit has just been stuck in neutral for decades now. Yes, Eaton. The Lions' upcoming schedule is at Denver, uh, home against the Cardinals, at the Falcons, at Seahawks, home against the Packers. So what Might be a couple wins in there. Yeah. Maybe one more. You could beat Denver. But you don't want to be... You want to be good at being bad so you can get a really good draft pick. You don't want to be a little bit better than not that Dan Campbell is saying, Hey, let's tank, but you're going to lose the number one pick here. Jets did this last year. Yes. But haven't they proven they're good at being bad? They're great at being bad. 
They've mastered it. Yeah. Like, that's a master class. Right, <laughs> right. If you want to sign up, master class, you want to learn how to lose. And, Gordon you, Ramsay. Yeah. Or, Are you sick of winning in life? You want to just be a doormat? Yes, McLovin. Speaking of super bad, how about Houston Texans at 2-10 and 10 competing for that last spot? You think, if they're both Houston and Detroit, will probably want to draft a quarterback. Yeah, but I don't know who you're taking that high. I don't think there's a quarterback who is worthy of going number one overall. Like, Kenny Pickett is really good. Uh, you know, he looked great in the ACC title game. I don't know if Matt Corral is a franchise quarterback. I think there are quarterbacks who can play. I don't know if there's anybody where you go, wow, thank God we have the number one pick. We're going to get him. I don't, I don't, I don't get that feeling. But, you know, we have a lot of time before we get to the combine and then the draft. That's when things change. Because the people who do the assessing you know, want to get together. They want to see what your medicals are. They want to ask you questions. Quarterbacks rise and fall more than any other position because it's so hard to handicap that position. Sunday night football, the Bears head to Lambeau to battle Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The NFC North showdown, Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Todd, best and worst of the weekend. Best of the weekend. We kept hearing all season about Georgia's amazing defense, but somehow in the ACC championship game, the number one team in the nation allowed Alabama to score 41. Didn't the Crimson Tide have zero points recently against Auburn after three and a half quarters? Maybe we should praise the Tigers' defense. Worst of the weekend with a possible spot in the college football playoff on the line. Fifth-ranked Oklahoma State down five with a chance to beat Baylor in the final moments. First and goal at the two. Cowboys get stopped four times in a row. Maybe we should be praising the Bears' defense. And this is how it's sounded uh, with that Oklahoma State Baylor finish. Here's the play. Fourth down and goal from the one. Handoff. Running left. Trying to get to the corner. He didn't get he didn't there. Get it. He didn't he get, get it. There. He didn't get it. He stopped short. He has stopped short of the goal line. Bears hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. Baylor's going to take over. Did he get in? No, he did not get in. He didn't get in. He didn't get in. <laughs> the color analyst, somebody should do a story. Like Tom Rinaldi should do a story on the color analyst. Um, you know, where you just, the most Homer color analyst that you have. And, and just the background noise. Because the play-by-play guy still has to give you the information. It's the analyst, who's usually a former player with that school or that team, is then yelling off to the side. And it's just Dave Lapham who does the Bengals. He's the best. They should name it the Dave Lapham Award. Get him! Get him! Get him! <laughs> Whoa, dude. Uh, I got to fill out my Heisman ballot today. And uh, so after Bryce Young, I got to figure out who I'm going to put in there. Now, I'm not supposed to say who's on my ballot. I think it was last year or the year before the Heisman Trophy Committee said to everybody, hey, can we keep it kind of quiet here? especially if you have a national radio show. That is, McLovin found out we have a big audience here. (laughs) Yep, this just in, we have a big audience. I mean, it's like huge. Yes, it is. Thank you, McLovin. (laughs) It's Bryce Young. Here's the Heisman odds. Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett, Aiden Hutchinson, the defensive end from Michigan, C.J. Stroud from The Ohio State, and Matt Corral at Ole Miss. These are the odds to win the national championship. Is this right, Paulie? 
Yes, betting odds. Alabama plus 120, Georgia plus 145, Michigan plus 650, Cincinnati plus 1100. Uh, McLevin, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, my best is going to be this uh, Washington football team kicker coming out of nowhere. Brian Johnson hit the 48-yarder to beat the Raiders. Some of his players didn't even know his name. Yeah, he, I guess he's filling in for Joey Sly. Um, yeah. yeah, they won 17-15. Two weeks in a row, they won by the same score of 17-15, which is bizarre. I'm going to guess that's never happened before in NFL history. I'd imagine. Uh, well, at least that score, 17-15. to So, and my worst is going to be, and bear with me, Gardner Minshew. As a Jalen Hurts fan, this is trouble, Dan. Everyone in Philly loves a backup quarterback. And when the backup quarterback goes and plays like that, it's going to be tough for the fans to get back on Jalen Hurts. And remember, they wanted Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. Yeah, so every year, they just flip. So I think it's, it's going to be challenging to, to hold him off. Seton O'Connor, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, well, my best of the weekend is actually Gardner Minshew, but it's actually not his play. It's him and his dad after the game. There's this great video of them like all fired up, hugging and stuff. That's like a moment of lifetime in the making, which is it's pretty rad. It'd be nice if I had a dad to hug. Yeah, yeah, I hugged my dad this weekend. Actually, oh, you did? I did. Yeah, I was in Jersey. I gave him a couple. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, my worst of the weekend. Sadly, the Alex Kessman era in New York is over. The. Uh, the Jets had cut kicker Matt Amendola just before its meeting, uh, just before their matchup with the Eagles. That gave Kessman the chance to take over as kicker. He missed the he missed two oh extra God. points in yeah. the first quarter. Yeah. So after that, Robert Sala he went for two point conversions and fourth down. <laughs> he went for it every time after for the rest of the game. Unfortunately, that's also a lifetime in the making, and I do feel bad for the kid because that's that's a big chance. You're like, all right, here we go. We got. Two shots. Here. Missed yep. them both. Yep. Sorry, buddy. Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. MAC title game, Northern Illinois Huskies roll Kent State. Last year the, in the MAC, in the whole season, uh, NIU was 0-6. Their head coach, Thomas Hammock, took them from 0-6 to 9-4. They're in the Cure Bowl, Dan. Look it up. And uh, they won the MAC title. Worst of the weekend, great job by Oklahoma State, but their uniforms were very wonky. They looked reddish-orange, more red than orange, almost like Georgia-ish. But their colors are orange, and, and Oklahoma State Cowboys, uh, they have great uniforms, but they didn't match. Yeah, Paulie comes in, he goes, man, I'm really upset. And yeah. I go, about what? He goes, Oklahoma State. I said, what, the play calling? He goes, no, they're uniforms. I go, what? If you're going to go away from your uniforms, go away drastically. They went like two shades towards red mm. away from the great mm. Oklahoma State. You're shading them right now. Right, I'm, uh, I'm throwing shade at them. Yes, you are. Greeny would say. You are slim shady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Who's throwing shade? I'm chucking shade. Who is throwing shade? Brought to you by Shade Thrower of the Week. <laughs> uh, TJ Watt had three and a half sacks for the Steelers, so he's got uh, 16 for the season. Do you know who he joins as the only players with at least 13 sacks in four consecutive seasons since 1982 when sacks became an official stat? His brother. His brother, JJ? No, you wish. <laughs> the status squad. <gasps> Oh, Reggie White. T.J. Watt is right there with Reggie White. Reggie did it twice from 85 to 88 and then 90 to 93. Um, you know what I thought Pittsburgh did that was interesting is they, they even were letting Lamar Jackson know they were going to blitz him. But they kept him contained. So when you blitz, you're blitzing a little bit wider. And then, you know, they... They want to put pressure on him in that last play, the two-point conversion. T.J. Watt, he's not disguising anything. He's coming right at him. 
and he altered, you know, the angle and I think made it a little bit tougher throw, but I thought Pittsburgh had a pretty good uh, game plan there. Yeah, McLevin. Did you agree with John Harbaugh's decision to go for two? I Now, the play could have worked. I didn't agree with it because Pittsburgh's kicker did not have a good day at all, and I have Justin Tucker, and nobody else has Justin Tucker. If I go into overtime, now I, I know he said his, you know, he banged up defensive backs with the Ravens, but I still have that weapon. Unless I am so sure that this is going to work, then, and, and I'm, you know, coaches will say, you play for the win on the road. Okay. Um, he knows his team better than any of us do. And I think they did draw up a great uh, play, but they went for it. I respect it. I just would have thought, I got Justin Tucker in overtime. We're in scoring position in just a couple of plays. Yes, Todd. In the moment when you see Lamar Jackson slam his helmet down in frustration, is he more frustrated that he didn't throw a better pass, or was he, you think, partially frustrated that Andrews couldn't find a way to catch that ball? Well, I think Lamar Jackson is greatly enhanced by Andrews' ability to get open and hang on to the football. I don't think that Lamar Jackson's going to be faulting Andrews and his hands. Now, I thought the throw could have been better. I don't even know if it's a given that Andrews, you know, because he was going to be stumbling a little bit. I don't think he was going to be like, I'm, I'm catching it in stride. I don't know if he would have gotten in. Close. I don't know if he would have gotten in. But, uh, you know, give T.J. Watt the credit. But I don't think Lamar Jackson's going, damn that Andrews as he threw his helmet down. Because Andrews has been his lifeblood, you know. That's a lifeline. Uh, last defensive Heisman finalist. Chase Young finished fourth in 2019. Jabril Peppers, Manti Teo finished second, and Dominican Sue, Charles Woodson won, Warren Sapp, and Steve Entman with Washington in 1991. I don't know if Aiden Hutchinson is a finalist. Feels like he's going to be. I don't know how many they're going to invite. But, you know, that's based off of the, uh, the percentage of votes. Now, I don't think this is going to be a runaway. Well, it might be now with what Young did against Georgia. Might be. But are you going to have Kenny Pickett there? You have a defensive player there? It'd be kind of interesting to see how many people they invite. More phone calls coming up. Carson Palmer will join us next. He's got a Heisman. Now, he's got Heisman vote, too. I don't know if he's allowed to tell anybody who he's voting for. Maybe I could trick Carson Palmer into telling me. Yes, Tom. You're going to try to get him in trouble again? Didn't he get enough well, grief for right. the whole USC yeah, quarterback you're right. coach thing? You're right. I don't want to get him in any more trouble than I already have. Still time for your holiday shopping at danpatrick.com. Gifts, puzzle. We have a puzzle. We have a DP show puzzle. It's awesome. We got uh, coffee mugs. We got Todd's Limerick greeting cards, limited edition items from uh, uh, Sportique, and tons of items available at danpatrick.com. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Full Sail University. It's been almost four years since we announced the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting at Full Sail University. I love what they're doing. We have over 400 active students, 100 graduates. Our job is to get you jobs, not just have you do internships. 400. We started with four students four years ago. We have 400 now. 
And that's a credit to the faculty there and, you know, the philosophy that you have at Full Sail University, whether it's online or on campus. Anybody who you know is looking to get into this field, give our school a look. In about half the time, you earn your bachelor's degree in sportscasting, not broadcasting, not communications, sportscasting. You can earn your degree online or at Full Sail's campus in Orlando, Florida. Beautiful campus there. Learn more about the Dan Patrick School uh, the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, go to fullsale.edu slash Dan Patrick. That's fullsale.edu slash Dan Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Level Select CBD, trusted by professional athletes, provides targeted relief, helps treat everyday discomfort when you need it the most. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com and use the promo code DP30. That will give you $30 off your entire order. $30 off LevelSelectCBD.com. Promo code DP30, not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. He's the uh, former NFL quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner at USC. Carson Palmer joining us on the program. Where are you right now? I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. Doing what? Uh, tomorrow night, I am going into the College Football Hall of Fame. So there's a, a banquet, event, all kinds of fun stuff going on here in, in Vegas. Who gets thanked first when you go into the Hall of Fame? That's a good question. I, I think family. Mm. When you say fl- family, it's very blanket. Yeah. It, it handles kids, it handles parents, it handles wife, it handles brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles. So I think even when you throw out the blanket, it handles everybody. How much luck goes into winning a Heisman? Uh, a lot of luck and, and really just timing. I mean, you watch what Bryce did uh, against the, the Alabama defense, against the the Georgia defense. And we haven't seen anybody do that all season long and, and watching Bryce do that yesterday. uh, I mean, 400 yards, multiple touchdowns. And he made that Georgia defense look really, really average. And, and you just don't see that uh, against a Georgia bulldog defense, like we've seen all season long. So I, I think, I think Bryce won it yesterday. Yeah. Or Saturday. Yeah, I, I agree. Saturday. Um, you have to have that Heisman moment, and that was a Heisman moment. What was your Heisman moment? My Heisman moment was against uh, was against Notre Dame at, at home uh, in Los Angeles on the Coliseum floor. I think Notre Dame was three, maybe four. Uh, they, they were one lost team. I think they were ranked three or four in the country. We were ranked four or five, uh, and and beating beating Notre Dame, throwing for 400 and something yards, throwing for three or four or five or touchdowns. That, that was my highest vote. I got you a 425 and four touchdowns against Notre Dame. That was it. I mean, that, that's the thing is it's such a momentum award. And yeah. now that we have the playoffs and now that we have the opportunity to see Bryce play against the best of the best. And then again, uh, for two more games, hopefully, the Alabama Crimson Tide are still playing for two, you know, two more weeks uh, of the of the of the championship week. I think that's what you need right now. I think the the voters. I, I got my, uh, you, you know, as a voter, you get 
an email, you get multiple, you know, uh, things in the mail. And I could, I've been holding off. I've been waiting to watch Alabama play against against the Georgia Bulldogs. And, and that's the game I've been waiting for before I voted. And now that I saw that game, I, that's that's where my vote, my number one vote is going is to Bryce. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I'm a voter. And I just wanted to see if he had a, a standalone game where he – because you can give him credit or blame in how the Auburn game finished – because he didn't do anything for 59 minutes and then did something, and then you know they went in overtime. So you can kind of pick and choose there. Against Georgia, you know, there's, there's no argument there. He was great from start to finish. It's the best defense we've seen in you know, five or ten years in, in, at the college football level. So to, so to watch him come out and play, you know, they were down Mechie. You saw Mechie go down early with the hamstring early, you know, whatever that issue was number one target goes down and he still continues to play and produce and put the numbers up. So, you know, I, I think it was a huge moment. It was a big, uh, a big win, obviously for the Alabama Crimson Tide, but more importantly uh, for Bryce. I mean, that, that was a Heisman winning weekend. Is there any downside to winning a Heisman? No, no, I'll never forget. I was, I was you know, 19 or 20 years old, whatever I was, I went into Norm Chow, who was my offensive coordinator at USC. Uh, and, and I was getting ready to get on a plane to fly to New York. And I was excited about it. I was, I was, you know, I was anticipating going to New York for the first time on somebody else's dime, staying in a nice hotel, you know, limo service, all that. And then I went into Norm Chow's office and Norm was like, Hey, this is the moment where your life changes. This is the moment where everything is different from here on. And I remember hearing that and I was getting ready to fly on like a Tuesday. And I think the, the event was on a Saturday. And I remember hearing that and, and thinking that, you know, obviously Norm knows what he's talking about. He's, he's been there. He's done that. And then I went to New York. I won the Heisman. And, and from there on, no matter what you do in the NFL, no matter what you do thereafter, you're always known as a Heisman Trophy winner. And, and he, Norm, Norm Shaw was spot on in that moment. We were talking about Kenny Pickett's fake slide in the Pitt game against uh, Wake Forest in the ACC title game. Okay, is it? What did you think of that play? First of all, you, you can't do that. I mean, it's it's bush league. You know, you as a quarterback, and whether you're in the NFL or, or the college level, as soon as you give yourself up, the play's over. As soon as you say, "All right, I'm taking myself out of this play. I'm turning into a third baseman. I'm sliding into third the play is over. As soon as you do that, the play is over. And I, I think um, there's going to be a lot, there's going to be a lot of changes from here on. Um, but as soon as you give yourself up and you say that the play is dead and you go into that slide, the play is over and, and, and they need to blow the whistle. What do you mean changes are going to happen? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I, my, I think second or third year in the NFL, I had a guy dive directly into my knee in a playoff game and blow my knee out. And from then on, it was called the Carson Palmer rule. And then it later was called the Tom Brady rule. And then it'll probably be the Patrick Mahomes rule or whoever that is that, uh, that is that his knee is blown, blown out by one individual player on one individual play. You know, I, I think that that'll change. I, I think every, every, Ump will go into the offseason. They'll watch the film. They'll see it. They'll talk about it. They'll decide. 
it's kind of like when you saw it in the NBA, as soon as guys started faking charges, all of a sudden you started seeing fake charges get called. I think you're going to start seeing that uh, at some point because college football has got to change that. As soon as you give yourself up as a, as a quarterback or as a player and, and the play's over, the whistle's blown, you move on to the next play. That, that, that will change, I think, this offseason. Do you wish it was still called the Carson Palmer play? I do. I do. But I get it. I mean, Brady's Tom Brady. And, and when you saw his knee get, get blown out in that season end for the Patriots, it made a lot of sense why it was called the Brady rule. Why are we almost fighting the urge to give Brady the MVP or have him as the leading candidate? Nothing about it makes sense. I mean, the guy's almost 50 <laughs> years old. None of it makes sense. Um, the numbers he's put up me through four touchdowns yesterday against a really good uh, in Atlanta against a really good Atlanta defense that is doing everything they can to stop Tom Brady. And he just finds a way to throw three, four, five touchdowns every week. It's amazing. Yeah. And you keep looking at what he does. You know, Godwin had what, 12 or 14 catches and Evans and even Fournette out of the backfield. This is, you know, Tom's not taking a five step, seven step. He's just, it's out quickly. And it just, even if you know it's happening, he's still able to, you know, complete the mission here. Yeah. That haymaker's coming and, and everybody knows it's coming. And no matter what you do to block it and protect yourself, he consistently throws three, four, five. I mean, he's going to throw 40 touchdowns at 40 years old, which for a quarterback that played in the NFL a long time ago, that's 40 years old. I understand just how impressive that is. And maybe he gets to 50. Maybe they win another Super Bowl. It just, it, it's one of those things that just, no matter what that next milestone is, they are all impressive. It's like when you're playing golf and you get older and can you shoot your age? You know, when, when somebody is 72 and they want to shoot a 72, like Tom Brady, 44, wanting to have 44 touchdowns at least. I mean, that's <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And, and it doesn't seem like it's going to end any, and there's no reason for it to end anytime soon. No, none of us want it to. We all kind of do. We want to see at some point, you know, that, that Patriot dynasty and now um, what's going on in Tampa. You want to see it slow down. You want to see that kind of, you want to see Patrick Mahomes take over that dynasty. You want to see whoever the next young Kyler Murray, whoever it is, but, at the same time, I mean, you've everybody's got to be blown away by this. What what we're seeing week in, week out, it's it's mind-boggling. None of it makes sense. The guy's almost 50 years old, still doing it at the MVP level, and and he might end up winning it. And and that's that might be what we need to see as fans is a guy that's 44 win the MVP to go, okay, this guy is the greatest all time. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people kind of on the border and don't really want to give him that credit of the GOAT of the greatest of all time, it's done. He won it. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of the league, and we're just con continuously seeing week after week him, him reach new milestones. He's Carson Palmer, former NFL quarterback, going into the College Football Hall of Fame tonight in Las Vegas. What did you make of the Ravens going for two to try to win the game in Pittsburgh? It's a rivalry game. You know, I, I know everybody wants to, you know, you know, put a bullseye in the back of Harbaugh. At the end of the day, when you're talking about the NFC or the AFC North, those two divisions are so difficult to win. They're so difficult week in, week out. 
you know, I, I love it. I love the aggressiveness. I love them saying, you know what, we're going, we're going to win this game or we're not on this one play and not playing for overtime, regardless of what's going on in Pittsburgh, regardless of what's going on in, in Ben Roethlisberger's career at the end of the day, I love it. And unfortunately that one didn't work out, um, but they'll, they will work out over time for Harbaugh. You imagine if the uh, Patriots win tonight that because it feels like we're very begrudging in giving Belichick and the Patriots the credit they probably earned as one of the better teams in the AFC because we don't really know anybody on that team other than Mac Jones and he's a rookie. I think they win. You know, I, I think they win. I think that stigma of getting past Belichick and getting past New England to be the creme de la creme of that division it's hard to get to. And I, and I know everybody wants to jump on the, the Josh bandwagon and, and he's spectacular. He's, you know, he's got the arm, he's got the legs, he's got, he's got everything you want as a player. But at the end of the day, that division goes through new England and they're not giving it up. Mac Jones may be a, a rookie. He may be in, you know, his, his first year under Belichick's uh, under Be- Belichick's control. But at the end of the day, I think that team wins. I think New England wins, and I think they're still the best team in that division. Is Tony Romo going into the College Hall of Fame tonight? He is. He is. Is he there? Uh, I'm sure he is. I haven't seen him yet. I think, he's, I think he just got done calling a game last night at midnight uh, and is probably on his way to Vegas. Okay. Are you worried his speech might be a little more animated or, you know, he might – you know, he might have the telestrator out. You know what he's going to do? Yeah. Romo is great at predicting. He might be predicting what you're going to do before you do it. He might predict my speech, yeah. which that would suck. If I got up there and said the same speech that Romo just said about myself, that would suck. Are you going to gamble while you're there? I did last night. It didn't go great. It did not go good. <laughs> what, what, do you still have the Heisman? Uh, you you shipped it to me, but I don't have the key to open the box. It's in this big, beautiful crate, this big, beautiful you know bank vault-looking box, and I don't have the key somewhere. The key is somewhere in the mail, I'm hoping. Oh. So I have a nice big box. Oh, no. The, the Heisman is in the in the box. I will tell you that it is there. I, I hope so. It's heavy. Yeah, it's certainly heavy. But I don't. I need the key. Oh no. Do you know, do we know who sent that damn thing out to? It's the one of the guys in the back. Yeah, Paulie. You it, said it, make it sure you, Dan. No, Dan, I, you said you were going to take great care. I of it. did. I closed that suitcase. Because I wanted to make sure, like, you know, his his hand wasn't sticking up and then we bent his finger or anything like that. I closed the case and then we locked it. <sighs> Isn't there a key that works in this in all of those Heisman cases? I, I think there's a Heisman key. Okay. Um, I got I, I got a different key. I didn't get the Heisman key. I got a key, but I don't have that key. So maybe Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, maybe one of those guys will send me a key. I'm hoping. Oh, man, I'm embarrassed. You were nice enough to let us have, well, borrow the Heisman, and I wanted to make sure it got back to you for this big moment. Damn. We'll figure it out. No, I'm we'll sorry about that. Do you want to fire somebody? Can, can I fire somebody? I'd love to fire somebody. I, I went to the tables last night. 
Blackjack was not hot. I'm a little bit pissed off still. Is there anybody there I can fire? Yes. See, well, I'll there's a, back tomorrow. I'm getting messages in my ear about people are already firing off blame and saying, oh, it's Mario, but actually technically Dylan did it, but then it was Mario who said to Eric to sue the thing. Oh, so. my God. What? A lot Todd. of backstabbing. It also could have been a problem with the actual mail, whether it's FedEx, UPS, whatever you call it, because I got a, a photo was sent to me from the College Football Hall of Fame showing the case, and then there was an envelope that had a little tear in it that was attached to the case that the key was supposed to be in, and somehow there was a little tear where the key was either taken or it fell out of the envelope. <sighs> This, this is a developing story, Carson, that I've got to get some of my best people on this. Yeah, put them on it. They, uh, typically, those keys, those little teeny tiny keys, don't come up at the FedEx facility or the UPS facility. But if I can fire somebody, that would make me feel so much better. Um, I got a guy, McLovin, who's a lame duck, who's going to leave right before I can't Christmas. fire McLovin. I can't, I'm not firing McLovin. I love McLovin. Oh, my God. Yeah, Paul. Can you display a Heisman case on your mantle? Just when people come over, <laughs> trust me, my Heisman's in there. There's a lot of just put it up there. You got a strong mantle, don't you, Carson, in that Idaho house? I've got a I've got a big heavy hearth that you can put hearth. that case on. And it's a gorgeous case. There's no doubt about it. So it, it yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you just say trust me that my Heisman is in there. It's in it. It's in it. All right. I'm gonna work on that and see if we can find the key. To your Heisman. That's embarrassing. You know, you would have thought that we would have lost the Heisman and you would have gotten the key, but it's the other way around. Typically, that's how it works. But you know what? Like I said, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hopeful. I think it'll show up at some point. If it doesn't show up, I've got a big, gorgeous case. Have fun tonight. Don't let Romo out, out speech you. Because it feels like he might be fired up, ready to go. Oh, I mean, he loves a camera and a microphone. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. I'll be in the back. I'll be waiting to. Uh, I'll be. I'll be scanning the casino floor, looking for the right table, looking for the right dealer, <laughs> looking for the right seat. That's all I need is one good shoe. All I need is one good shoe. Uh, have fun tonight, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. That's Carson Palmer. What what the hell is going on around here? So, did we ship the case yes. and, and a piece of paper with a, a key taped to the side? No, we had an envelope. Oh, taped to the side? A.K.A. piece of paper. Yeah. I closed the Heisman case, and I, I locked it, and that was it. I just wanted to make sure that, that it got in there. So now you just implicated yourself in this case, though. In this investigation, now you're now you're a part of it. Before you just made that statement, nobody was looking at you because surely you're not going to be the guy who ships it. But now, oh, so, I, wait, so you closed the case. Did you also tape the key? To I the did side? not. I did not have the key. I just said to the backroom guys, I got to make sure that it, it's closed. So I see it in case something happens. Because with us, something always happens. So we lost the Heisman key. Is this your fault? I, I'm, you know what? It starts with me. It's going to end with somebody else getting blamed, but it starts. <laughs> it starts with me. Oh, you're like you're a coach. Yeah, yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. You I, didn't do a good enough job getting them prepared to I ship wasn't that out. Prepared. I I was not prepared. You know, I'm going to take take the blame. I'm I was not prepared to send the Heisman out. Damn. We well, at least we didn't lose the Heisman. We just lost a key. 
But I will say, Tom Cruise could not open that damn thing if he wanted to. It is, it is signed, sealed, sort of delivered. Uh, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats, only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. These are great holiday gifts as well. The exclusive trading card partner of the NFL, Panini America, uses brands like Donruss, Contenders, Prism, National Treasures, Aaron Rodgers, you got Mac Jones, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards, something for everyone in Panini America packs. And... More than just the NFL, Panini also the exclusive home for NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. What to watch for in Week 14? Steelers take on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, Derek Carr and the Raiders. They go into Kansas City for an AFC West showdown. In the NFC West, Matthew Stafford and the Rams visit Kyler Murray and the Cards. That will be Monday Night Football. How big will that be? Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh, there is a mad dash to ship the blame for Carson Palmer's Heisman Trophy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let me see what. And now we go to the newsroom for an I-team investigation. The motto of our news team is... We don't break news. We sprain it. Let's go to the newsroom. Paulie? Dan, here's what we know. Uh, Todd Fritz is providing a lot of information about this. I'm trying to see if he's helping or hurting his case. So we sent this huge case with Carson Palmer's Heisman inside. It locks up. Yeah. We decided to lightly tape a white envelope with the key on the outside of the case, meaning that anyone who was handling the case could have said, what's in this envelope, grab the key and open it to find that they got themselves a free Heisman. We're not accusing anybody, but now Carson says that the box feels like it's full of something and heavy. So there should be a Heisman. Okay, I'm looking at a photo here. This is where the key was put in and then taped to the Heisman. It's open. The the envelope is open here. Uh, Todd reached out to Carson Palmer and said, I've been informed that the key was placed securely in an envelope taped to the side of the box before it was shipped out. Um, gave FedEx a call here. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, is the FBI going to get involved in this? Is not, some kind of like mail fraud and tampering? Well, That's a federal crime. What if somebody took the Heisman and then put like a 40-pound bag of sand in there? <laughs> so they saw the key, 
And they're like, oh, what's in this envelope? Ripped it open. Oh, okay. I wonder if it goes to the lock that is attached to this box. Opened it up, saw the Heisman, took the Heisman, put a bag of sand oh. or like a, a cinder block in there or something, shipped it off, threw away the key. <sighs> this is horrible. Yeah, Paul. Uh, a source with the College Football Hall of Fame says that the uh, security check said that the, uh, the envelope with the key was already ripped open before it arrived at the College Football Hall of Fame. So they are shifting any blame from any of their employees. Smart. All right. All I know is I saw it close with the Heisman in it. I didn't know anything about the key. Yes. So are you saying you're the last person who saw the Heisman <laughs> Trophy? Yes. Just saying that you're implicating yourself I, all I, over the you place. You know what? If I, you're on the stand right now. This is trouble. If this is your deposition. Yes. You're in a lot of trouble. I have nothing to hide. Mm. I have nothing to hide. Yes, Paul. At your holiday party, you're going to have like your great room cordoned off so nobody goes by your fireplace. <laughs> nothing to see in there. There's nothing on the mantle. There's nothing new. We won't notice it. Come on, Dan. Just give him his trophy back. It was nice enough to let you display it for a while in the man cave. Todd Fritz seems Todd, to have a lot of information you're here. You're involved in this, too. I know. Once in a while, I delegate responsibility to the back, and none of us ever do that. I thought they would be able to figure out a way to send it without wow. it getting lost. Okay. It appears the key was removed from the envelope. Wow. It was attached where a packing slip would have come. Okay. Okay. If, if, if we just taped a key with an envelope to the box, it's probably not the most secure way to do it. I'm just saying what, if that okay. was the decision that was made on how to send the key back. With Give it. me a name. Who's responsible I, for I, that? I don't know. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I think the classy thing would be for the per- whoever the person was to come forward as opposed to waiting for someone to rat them out. Is it you? It was not me that sent it out. Do you know who it is? I could narrow it down to two people okay. which I will not name. Tell anymore. me the names. Why would you put me on the spot like that? I work with these people every day. That would make because me a Because you're putting person. blame on somebody in the back. I have to protect my sources. No. I'm, I'm not going to name give me the. Give me the, is Mario one? I'm going to wait for the person <laughs> is to. Is Mario one? It's possible it may not be. Is Dylan it's a very the bad other p- one? position to put me in on a very small staff of people. Is it Dylan? I think that whoever physically sent it out would come forward and do the right thing and explain how they pa- packed it, how they sent it out. And for all we know, someone from FedEx ripped it open and got curious, and, and that's how it happened. And it yes. has nothing to do with us. Yes, Seaton. So far, my favorite part of this story is that you're the one who put it in the box, Dan. Yes. Todd is the one who's been asked to send it back. Someone may have, there may have been a third person yes. who taped the key to the side, and then a fourth person who actually sent it to. Yes. How many people does it take to send out one package from the Dan Patrick Show? So far, the answer may be four. Yes. And we still didn't get it right. <laughs> and we still didn't get it right, correct. <laughs> uh, Bruce Feldman says that uh, Mario Cristobal uh, told him that. Told his uh, Oregon players he's leaving to be the new head coach at Miami. Most of his staff is on the road and learned about it afterwards. I was given another name as a possible candidate. Uh, Justin Wilcox uh, played at Oregon and uh, uh, head coach at Cal. I don't know. Yeah. There are going to be a lot of names in here. But I do like that Chip Kelly element here that after January 15th, there's no buyout. Can you wait till January 15th? This Chip Kelly is even interested in that. Just throwing it out there. Stirring it up, as the kids like to say. Cassidy in Nevada. Cassidy, we'll squeeze you in. Hey, Dan. Thanks Hi. for squeezing me in. Yes. I've got my best and worst of the weekend. My best was that I ran the California International Marathon yesterday, and I crushed my PR and ran a Boston qualifying time, which was amazing. And my worst, awesome. though, was probably taking – Taking my sock off 
and seeing the blister on my toe that looked like a sixth toe, just <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Thank you, Cassidy. Send me a picture. <laughs> well, put it up on the website. That's Cassidy's toe. Ah, oh, God, I'm so bummed out about this thing with Carson. He wanted the Heisman to display the Heisman tonight at the College Football Hall of Fame. Like, it's his. Oh, man. This is bad. It's embarrassing. We'll never get anything again. Yeah, Paulie. I got to blame him for trusting us, if you think about it. I mean, he's a graduate of USC. He's supposed to be smart. Why would you trust us? So now we're blaming Carson Palmer. This is absolutely his fault. Okay. All right. I'm all in. What? He didn't care about it anyway. He had it with cobwebs all over it in the corner of the garage. He couldn't send it to us fast enough. He didn't even know where it was. I like this. Yeah. It's on you, Carson. You weren't, you didn't have it displayed. It was in the garage, in the case. And you trusted us. That's what you get. Chris Sims, Kirk Herbstreet will join us on the program tomorrow. This program brought to you by the Compact GLA. Proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. Size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready for anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets. Make sure you go to DanPatrick.com for your holiday shopping. Talk to you tomorrow. Close out the show with Level Select CBD. We just had Carson Palmer on. Carson was the one who tipped me off on Level Select CBD. It's about sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, popping up in new spots all the time. That's why when you're finished golfing or lifting weights or running around the neighborhood, your body needs some help. Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. Carson Palmer, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, just name the few that uh, we've talked to about this. Level Select CBD is formulated with doctors, high concentration of CBD. You feel it work immediately, 0% THC in there. You can apply the Level Select right to those sore spots and let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work, and it will in about 30 seconds. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com. The promo code is DP30. That gives you $30 off your entire order today. So $30 off at LevelSelectCBD.com, but make sure you're using the promo code DP30. LevelSelectCBD.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.